0: Welcome to the Fat A.Z. Muskie Podcast. To the right of me, I have Vance. Long time no see. Good to even. the left of me, I got Ranger. Still no Raptor in the mouth. Uh-uh. But Vance is in front of Ranger. Mm-hmm. And on the phone, we have Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. And Steve, or as most people know him, and as I I call him like a lot, gear man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the phone for a very special just earth-shattering discovery. Oh man,
1: <laughs> pressure's on now.
0: I'm gonna tell you what—you better have some good data. <laughs> All right, Gear Man. Gear Man. All right, this show brought to you by Fat Easy Musky Products. <clears throat> We're on Facebook, Instagram, a little bit on Twitter. We've got a website, FatEasyMusky.com. I I put up a post. If anybody's out there listening, it was, it was a nice picture of rod holders. So I have been slightly more active. And nice. Yeah. So there's the, like sp- it. there's the spread of rod holders right now. If you hop on Instagram, Vance posted it up on Instagram. Also have it on my Facebook page. We have a couple more things that are going to be coming out, hopefully before the first of the year. And uh, the one's up in the air, but the one's are definite. Uh, we will be at the Chicago show, at least as of oh, right
2: now. Oh, that's what I was going to ask right now.
0: I want to see. We talk
2: often, but I don't know the official result.
0: I picked a booth, and as of right now, we are penciled in that booth. And I can tell you where that booth is. So everyone pull out your Chicago Muskie Show booth map. We are (laughs) 618. So we expect everyone to come by booth 618. (laughs) Yes.
2: Please stop by. We've been to Chicago before. Uh, it was all, I mean, it's going to be nice to see what happens this time. Stop by. If you listen to the podcast, please. We're going to be talking about this till Chicago,
0: which Stop is by, say, say, three months. Say
2: hello. Yeah. Um, yep.
3: but anyways, say hello. we're pushed off. We feel wanted. Corner. Make us feel wanted. Yeah. Cause we're in the corner.
0: We, yeah, we, we have a corner booth in the corner, but it's not like an inside corner. It's really an exterior corner on the perimeter. Okay. Did that clear a, things up, Vance? Yeah. Now I know exactly <laughs> where we are. Yeah. No, it's actually, initially I was like, I guess that's an okay. But as I started looking at it a little bit more, I really started taking a shine to that booth because we have, if I'm going off of just the sheet, maybe eight feet before there's a boat booth, what would be if we're looking into the aisle way to the left of us. And I said, huh, having a boat right next to our booth would be really advantageous for trying to sell rod holders. Yeah. So that was the selling point there. Good deal. And, uh, I could also, I think we could expand our booth just a little bit because there's no one really to the left of us. Mm -hmm. So we could probably cheat a couple inches or yards. Yeah. Um, we will. We'll see. But anyways, we're tucked in the back corner by boat A if you're looking cuz there's four boats. It goes boat A, boat 1, boat B, boat 2. Wow. No, it goes ABCD. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm uh, um, just they're not landed tonight with Vance. So. No. Okay. <laughs> Vance is tired. <laughs> All right. So we also have some baits and team Rhino outdoors. We also have him musky tackle online. Uh, I believe TRO will be at the Chicago show as well. They have exclusive colors of the Raptors. Uh, that takes us next to Boss Shad. the website, the store is up and running. Great place to place an order for your Boss Shads. You can also find him on Facebook. And he hasn't done a whole lot on Instagram lately, but he has a nice Instagram page, uh, the Facebook page. And... The other page, what is that? Friends Who Like Boss shats? Yes. Go there, have a little Boss banter. And to talk about this one place that I just go on and on about, but I've never been there. But <laughs> well, we do have a guy who has been there, and that guy is Vance. Talk about
3: it. It's a great brick-and-mortar store. <laughs> I've never been there. Oh,
0: Gearman okay. has, though. You're- there you go.
1: My mistake. I have
0: been there. Okay,
1: tell us about it. Well, the funny thing was, I was coming back from my trip to St. Clair, and I saw on the turnpike, Rebena Ohio. And I said, wait a minute, that rings a bell. There's a place there that I know I heard <laughs> on the podcast. So I and, put Mark and... uh, shop into my GPS. It's right off the turnpike, not very far. It was late, though, so I thought they'd be closed, but they were actually open. It was 10 to 10. They close at 10 p.m.
0: So, you, wait, in. hold on. You were that guy that kept them there late?
1: I did.
2: <laughs>
0: Everybody that's ever no, worked
1: retail knows there's that guy. Yeah, did you buy no, anything? No, it was me, buddy. Well, this time, okay, so I, I get into the parking lot, and again, I see the open sign, and they have a big porch with lights everywhere. And So I walk in. I thought, well, I have 10 minutes, and they, they're extremely nice. The guy at the front desk welcomes me and says, what do you need? I said, well, I'm looking for boss sheds. I heard you on the podcast. Takes me back to this wall in the back left. They got the uh whether the the little ones the four inch ones i don't know all the names like you guys do but they have a seven inch one they were just a whole wall of them with different colors so we just start you know talking about what colors worked where and you know they always uh, uh, give you the the helpful hints so i grabbed a few and then i went around the store and they helped me out some other things and before i knew it it was like 10 after 10 we're still talking very nice people great experience but i walked out with some head baits, amongst some other things, and okay. There's sword.
0: other things. Was it ammo?
1: No, no. <laughs> it was more musky gear.
0: More musky gear. So your wife must listen to the show, and you're just not telling the whole story of what you really came back with. Oh my. Um.
1: Hmm. No. <laughs> I'm afraid to. Uh, I guess to reveal what I came back with. Just that I don't want another intervention for how much stuff I have. So we'll just. Oh my gosh.
3: Gear man, getting into the trolling. I love it. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well,
3: he it.
1: he's
0: the first one to get the extra tall rail mounts. But mm-hmm. he couldn't stop there, no. He Mm-mm. got the prototype tubes in the extra tall rail mounts.
1: Wow. And they look good. <laughs> wow, wow, wow.
0: I had to help install them.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and I'll tell you a quick story on that. I told Andy I wanted to add two more rod holders to my boat so i had the four which were standard with the down east and i said i just want two more and Andy said well here's some new offerings i'm working on and in my mind i said "Nah, I, they do not fit what i need so i you know humored andy and said yeah we'll see but in my mind i thought there's no way i'm getting those well when i showed up with the boat i had the trolling rods that i was going to use and he, he outfitted me we went through all the options and the extended rail mounts with the twos were actually the best option for what I was using them for, so you can't beat that customer service because they look great, function very well, and uh, fit my layout perfectly.
0: He's a salesman. <laughs> no, I just set people up with the best possible products.
1: That's true. <laughs> but you got to admit, though, Andy, we did put two or three different combinations on, and what that that it, extended uh, uh, rail mount with the tube really did work the best.
0: If you would have so. said. Andy, I brought you a coat hanger. Please bend this in the shape of a rod holder. I would have done it with a smile. <laughs> it's customer service.
2: Andy, so Andy's the salesman.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. the salesman. I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't classify myself as a <laughs> I, I, I don't self identify as that, but I can see I, I think I got a knack for seeing the way people use things and recommending products that might be advantageous for others yeah and that goes for any thing yeah i can talk people out of a sale of my stuff very quickly when i say no you don't want this mm-hmm. this would be better you keep your money and go get this over there good guy so mark spade tackling ammo you heard it there they're friendly and they'll stay up late for you <laughs> Oh, they're going to love us now. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Nice endorsement. Well, here's the funny bunch thing. bunch of musky guys rolling in at 10. Hey! <laughs> we
0: we ass, heard you're going to leave the light on for us. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Hey, let's see the it's colors. You're on the podcast. <laughs> podcast? <laughs> they throw the keys at them. Just lock up when you're done. <laughs> so, with that... We have, well, there's also Musky Tackle Online does carry some boss sheds, the four and a halves. And uh, I'm not sure what colors they got, but it's probably, if it's anything, they're selling some and getting some as needed. So moving on, we are talking to Vance and Todd from Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, and one of them is going to talk some more. Todd. Vance. That's right. Those are the two guides. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's us, baby. Banging fish. Have you been banging Muddy, fish? Muddy Creek Fishing
2: Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. Everything's the, the fall schedule's filling up. It's insane. I can't get off the phone. It's good, but it is hectic. Fish all day, guys calling, but uh, we still got some openings to get you guys in. Give us a call. We need a we secretary. Are out there all the time. Muskie fishing only, and uh, nice now, why fish do you say that every day. That's it. That's just all we're we concentrate on the muskies every day. Very few days of the season. Vance and I are not there. Lots of times we're out there at the same time. We're not doing any. That's all. We're, that's all we're fishing for.
3: No walleye, no bass, no panfish. We do yeah. specialize in the occasional foul hook catfish, though. Suspended. Yes, we catch some
2: catfish. I caught three the other day.
0: That's a pretty good day. That's a good day
2: for catfish. Yeah. Cat bullheads hooked in the tail. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard to do.
3: And the other day I had a bait plugged up real high. I anticipated this thing being down about four or five feet. And I hit two catfish.
0: What's what's going on with catfish? Right now I do. I have
3: no
2: idea. There's just a lot of them out there, a lot of bullheads. I did the same thing. I I rode a bait up real high, keep keep on high in the spread, and uh, we caught a 26-inch walleye up there. Not what I was expecting to catch. you always think of the walleyes being deep, slow, ta ta ta. so we do. You have the chance of catching something other than muskie if you come with us. <laughs> you could catch a catfish by the tail. We've caught a carp uh five this year but for the most part i have think he, i caught two bass have Banshee caught a, caught a bass right
0: mhm two two mm-hmm. small. how about a tiger by the toe nah.
2: i haven't caught a tiger by the toe we caught a couple gar i caught three gar this year that's a record for me very nice but uh
0: a new pb i love it <laughs> yeah yeah uh um, only
2: we'll do our best
0: now I, I got i want to talk a little bit about the catfish real quick because i just don't know how come it's so like celebrated channel catfish fillets, but I never see people talk about bullhead fillets. I've heard people. Well, they those. do. Yeah. You can
2: actually, as of a couple of years ago, at least, you could actually still like guys. Guys would go out and catch them in the spring when they come in, and there's somewhere around here that will still buy them from you by the pound. It's 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 not a uh, game fish. You're allowed to keep them and take them in and do whatever. But, yeah, I've, I've had guys on my boat that say that's what they do. They go out and they try to catch those those bullheads and they sell them to some marina or, you know, some restaurant or something. And uh, you were still, act- I don't think it, there was a lot of money in this gig, like, make a living at catching bullheads. <laughs> but they were using them for their fish fries.
0: That's kind of gross to me. I yeah. I, I guess you know the, the the reason I'm I'm asking about this was that growing up, and it, it's pr- pretty much I think it's gonna dictate off of you know your your upbringing was, I always saw bullhead, growing up as a non-target, ugly, nasty, bottom feeding mm. fish that you don't yes. touch. It's not worth human skin touching them, <laughs> and that yeah. cutting the hook. You know, just cutting the line and throwing them over your shoulder into the goldenrod was the way that you handled those fish. Really? Yes. Yeah. I
2: will sell the. I I will say these bullheads out here in this lake are Big. extremely large mm-hmm. for bullheads. For, for for bullheads, like you could actually fillet them.
0: Definitely. But uh, no thanks. I I, I mean I, I guess there's probably no different than any other catfish. I just Yeah don't like catfish
2: fries are good. We eat catfish down in Kentucky all the time.
0: I loved it down there. All you can eat. Yeah, all you can eat catfish. Is it, bull, it bullhead? Stuff. I, I have a feeling it probably wasn't bullhead. That's a lot of bullhead. Um I'd rather eat a farm raised one
3: than something out of a lake or a river. I don't know. It's just so grimy and gross.
0: I I don't yeah. know. I, I've never kept a catfish to eat it. But okay, so why are
2: the musky only guys talking about bullheads right now? Because I'm because no there's idea. also some the, because I just <laughs> admitted the
0: fact that I was taught that the proper release technique was to throw them higher on the land. Um,
2: oh, we put them back in. We yeah. I don't I don't cut any hooks for them. I can tell you that. Yeah.
0: Um, now, are their whiskers poisonous? Oh my! <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> I also heard that if you touch the whiskers, you could get electrocuted. That was another I've, thing heard, was I've heard that back.
2: We, we do have electric bullheads. Uh, <coughs> that's an extra charge if we catch one of those.
0: Oh, I like that Hey-o. pun. <laughs> okay, now that I set yeah, Todd up okay. for that one, let's Zinger. go. Okay.
3: Get a hold of us.
0: Perfect. St. Croix yeah. rods.
3: Best on Earth. Mostly made in
2: America.
0: Every species, including bullheads. I don't know if they have like a legend tournament bullhead, but...
2: I don't, uh, but I haven't seen that.
0: No. But you guys catch them on St. Croix. We do. In the tail, nonetheless. Yep. That's harder because the tail doesn't bite very hard. Oh, my.
3: Power (laughs) rankings. Okay.
0: (laughs) Power rankings. Okay. Let's get into it. Take Uh, it away, Vance.
3: We've been doing it since the turn of the year. We're going to have four today. Sparks up conversation. Uh Send in your submissions. We'll get them in in the uh, the winter months here, carrying us into the springtime. Uh, I'm sure we'll have tons to talk about while there's hard water around, Uh, and the majority of people can't fish. So send them in. We'll get you you on this ranking. Uh, Coming in at four this week is going to be mine, and it's going to be the bullhead catfish.
0: Did you seriously because you were keeping it hidden again
3: i was yeah the bullhead catfish
0: <laughs> oh my gosh there's nothing
3: like getting a 20 incher with a really loose set drag uh and you know that drag goes smoking and it's you know it's not a musky the clients still get excited but i immediately say that's a catfish
0: Okay, so you called it as soon as the rod went off.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, can't you, Todd? Can't you tell when those things hit? And it's Yeah, this
0: th- th- hmm. You know, I can't even tell when I was younger and I had a worm on the bottom what it was.
3: Right. Yeah, I caught him. I'm like, it's a catfish reeled in.
0: Andy, you and I caught a two foot muskie, and you didn't
2: even know it hit the bait. Hit the bait, hit the bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably like, the only so There's re- a fish. Get it. Get it. Because you were and like. like where? Two feet closer right there. to that rod. <laughs> right there. Because
0: the sound doesn't carry that far. <laughs> I, I we've said it many times. That rod, when it went off, went click. I don't know. <laughs> no, it didn't hold worry. on, hold on. Click.
2: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yes, yes. There were two clicks.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Todd's like pointing at it like two hands, like, it's here. It's it's get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like almost like wants to grab my shoulders and like you grab this rod now. <laughs> it's right there, and Just I'm like, stop playing games.
3: <laughs> I've do, I've done that like you know sometimes when the the down rod goes off, and I have people positioned up on my front casting platform when when we're trolling, uh, so you have a really nice work area to fight the fish and clear rods and whatnot. So the down rod's like pretty much, it's it's close to my graphs, really close to that to the tiller.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, you know people will, will jump down and and the rod will be going off and I'm like come on, come on,
0: like you're come
3: on I'm, I'm not <laughs> even going to go in he because I don't want it's to here. it's biting it's nibbling
2: <laughs>
3: I'm like oh shit that thing's going to get off they're not they're not up
0: probably after enough coaxing they jump up and they just <laughs> grab the rod and lay this enormous hook set. <laughs> I mean, they
3: usually grab the rod and put it straight up in the air.
0: I know what that's like. That's how you I know. fight all my fish. Yeah. It's, you know, but,
3: I mean, <laughs> that's just that's just normal. You know, that's normal fishing stuff. But Yeah, silly. That's four. Coming in at three. Andy, take it away.
0: Okay, we just literally got through one of the worst heat waves I can remember in September. Mm-hmm. We were Mm -hmm. having a really nice, kind of rainy every day, cool, making me think that, oh, mid-October is coming quicker than I thought. Nope. Let's take away all air movement and let's drop that blue sky with 88, 90 degree highs during the day. For, for 10
2: days
3: straight.
0: At least I was going to say at least a week and yeah. a half. Man, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it
3: was a bit longer than that. And that was just mm-hmm. that was very taxing.
0: It was horrible. I'm looking I'm looking at everything and I'm like how can anything survive right now? Oh. It's unbearable. It, the, the 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 saving grace there was a couple things with this is the fact that the days were so short. It didn't really start to get hot till 10, 30, 11. And because now it's getting dark at 7, it was cooling off pretty, pretty decently around 4 mm-hmm. as compared to like an August day or July day that you're going to have that heat for a yeah. couple more hours. And the other thing is the humidity was low. The nights were still relatively cool and it produced, I think, enough dew and fog in the mornings to keep the food plots alive <laughs> <laughs> for your deer <laughs> but
3: it was it was hot i mean i remember pulling out of the the boat ramp that the whole past two weeks you know and it's the sun's going down and whatnot and you know it's still 80 degrees out yeah you know it, it was it was crazy and the mornings were so foggy i remember for a couple days straight there the fog really didn't lift on parts of the lake that you know until 11 Mm o'clock yes
0: but then it hit overdrive and got
3: hot real quick oh my gosh yeah you could just feel it like breaking through that fog you're just like wow what was that that just got extremely warm there for a moment and it Mm -hmm. was just that sun coming through but i kind of enjoyed fishing in that fog it was really really eerie and really uh you just felt like kind of out there with a bunch of sensory deprivation course it's scary and whatnot i picked some safe areas to fish on the lake you know because people still want to go out you don't want to delay it but there's some people that poke like me like a grandpa and i would see you know I, w- I would estimate you know probably like 20 foot of visibility in the morning with all this heat and fog and stuff and uh you know some people were just up on plane burning
0: i i've had that happen not on chautauqua but on connient lake so if anyone out there knows connient lake it's a big ski lake and you go out there, and you might have a little bit more than 20 foot visibility, but you're out there casting, you're relying on your graphs, it's nice and peaceful. Then you hear, vroom, 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 I'm like, yeah. oh no. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe where they're at, the fog wasn't there, mm-hmm. but then you hear the boats like motoring up, and you're like, this ain't good. And then you're just like, it's coming closer. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a thousand acre lake, the sound of it coming closer. You're like, oh, this is gonna end bad, mm-hmm. Just, and then, you know, I I didn't get hit, but next thing you feel is wake coming, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's close enough to have feelable wake, yeah. yeah. And oh it's, god, yeah, it's terrible. But
3: some of the people I took out were really freaked out, Cause, yeah, yeah, I could see the panic in their eyes with some of the boats that went by. I was like, we're all right, man. We're we're gonna be all right. I had one day I put lights out and kept them out until yeah. till 11 you know but... and
2: we had big fog, but we had like open spots like you could get to certain areas and it was open and but, yeah yeah so... that's really early for that to start happening yeah
3: that was just crazy i you know i don't know if we touch base on what the water temperatures did but you know i suspect
0: they probably rose
3: oh my yeah it was back to yeah. musky police territory for us uh...
0: what's your credit score yeah <laughs> You know, but,
3: I mean, what did it do, Todd? It went from, like, 61, 62 all the way up to yeah. 78.
2: Yeah. I was seeing 61, 62s uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was very pleasant fishing, and then it jumped. Yeah, I was getting 77, 78s here.
0: 15 degrees.
2: Yeah, in some 15. just a few days. Yeah. That's a lot. The fish didn't like it, but they didn't hate it either. We still got them, mm-hmm. but it was it was crazy. I was like Andy said earlier. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, we we'll stay on this pace. We're going to be to the 55, uh, wrap it up. The double nickels. Yeah, we'd be there right
1: now.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, they didn't not, hate it. We got a... some big ones.
0: Yeah. yeah. You guys have been getting nice ones all year, though. Yeah. Whatever. Kaput. <laughs> Mr. Downplay it. Kaput. <laughs> okay, so that's my thing, is you finally make it through a brutal heat wave.
3: That's a good one. Yes. Because we're, we're on the back side of it now.
0: Yes,
2: it was pleasant today. Yes. Oh, it was cold out there today. It was nice. nice.
0: Perfect. All,
2: All
3: right, right, who's next? Todd, coming in at two.
2: Take it away. Okay, I'm just going to do a crazy musky story. This is one where you think about maybe you fish a little bit too much.
0: I'm all uh, over that.
2: Yeah. So last, last, uh, last time I went home, I don't remember when it was, but uh, we 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 were dealing with that heat heat stuff, and we had been doing a lot of trolling because it was really hard to cast. So we'd cast for a little bit during that heat wave and sweat dripping off people's faces, and they weren't real happy with that so we were doing a lot of trolling and uh, <clears throat> I get in the car and I'm driving down so you gotta remember when, when we're trolling like that I'm sitting there driving the boat for 8 hours and I, I just always am looking over my shoulders or turning and looking at these people I'm driving down 79 and I think it was the I have a, a floor jack for the boat and trailer in case I ever need it in the back and it made this rattle noise, like sort of like a drag going from driving down 79, getting close to Andy's exit, Edinburgh, and uh, a rod goes off. That on. thing, that thing did that. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I spun my head around.
0: You spiked <laughs> the brakes. over my
2: shoulder, like it's on. Did you throw the truck <laughs> like, in oh neutral? Oh my gosh, I'm in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the boat is back at camp.
0: <laughs> uh, what's that like I to love, actually drive a truck after spending all those hours driving a boat
2: it's a little I mean I get to do I put a couple miles on the truck every day I put when we're trolling like that I'm putting 30 miles on the boat every day so it's it's a little different a little different feel for the steering wheel but honestly before that happened like I would be driving down I was I started driving down I was still on 86 driving I had I kept wanting to look over my shoulders, like looking at those rods. And I was like, this is crazy. You're you're insane. You know, and then 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 the the, 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 the I think it was like I said, I think it was a floor jack made the rattle noise and I spun around. I totally didn't pay any attention to the road. I spun my head around and, and then I realized, like, we're done. I have dreams about it. Like when we're I, I can't I'll wake say I can I'm thinking I hear the rod going off behind me.
1: Yeah. Oh. See now I envision Todd's future. He's gonna be in yes. like one of those white jackets screaming, No, there's a fish on, <laughs> let me go oh There's God. a
2: fish on. <laughs> well, I told my wife, if you ever think I'm sick or dying or something, go get one of my reels and rip that drag out and if I don't move you better call somebody because
1: <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> it's bad. Records. It on I will the phone. wake up for that.
0: <laughs> just randomly, she'll she'll have a recording of that on her phone, and she'll yeah. just like.
2: Rawr, rawr.
0: <laughs> just. Well, so I had that.
2: I had that on my phone at one point for a very short time. I thought it'd be really cool. <laughs> it really sucks when you're in a boat.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> when your phone, someone calls your phone to goes... because you you will. My neck hurts.
0: (laughs) Yours would. Mine won't because I keep getting made fun of for not hearing the clicker literally go click. You do have hearing problems. (laughs) I I, I have. There
3: was a cricket in here a couple weeks ago. You didn't hear
0: it during the show either. I did too hear it. It was after the show when Todd says, kill that cricket. Oh, my God. I I heard it the whole time. No. I thought we were just
3: all ignoring it (laughs) to, to remain professional.
0: No, I would have I would have taken care of the issue had I heard it.
3: I thought people were you know when they heard it on on the recording they think we have this like massive soundboard here and we were extremely legit. Look at all this! <laughs> this
0: is not massive.
3: Yeah, it is. A, a lot of pop bottles.
0: That's that's you. I mean, at least at least what's in my bottle is healthier than what's in your bottle. Mm-hmm.
3: It's water and spit, but, uh, so yeah, the, uh, the drag going off. That's crazy. We've done yeah. it. We do it at the shows. You know, you, you hear people pulling drags. The worst is when you're next to like a rod salesman or whatever. And that happened in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. We were, we were next to a rod salesman. I think he had some, he had like a little, you know, real with them, with it, and he'd be, somebody, people kept going up and pulling it, and people were all looking over.
0: How about, how about the time when you're next to a very notable person in the industry, and you have a rod in the project X, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> yeah. like start unraveling the line on it, yeah, and they went to like make the drag go, but instead they pulled the whole project X and threw it on the floor. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good but what dude. I'm gonna do for Todd?
2: Next time he comes over, I do have I do have neck problems. My neck
0: from because snapping of all around, the turning,
2: snapping it around when it, yeah.
0: I
3: am going it's to. Bad. You would have been a hell of a left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> seeing that thing, seeing them defenders coming. Um,
0: I'm gonna sit in his truck when he's not looking, with a sharpie, and in his rearview side rearview mirror, I'm gonna draw rods down rod out rod <laughs> so he doesn't have to turn around he'll just learn to look in the mirror use the vinyl cutter
2: <laughs> i've thought of that andy i thought about that i could put instead track of track on the bed the time, and
0: actually down rod yes
2: rear view mirrors on the boat i could that that could be that could be very useful i've thought of it you
3: could make it like you could make that that ram a a boat with a flex seal
0: I'm going to tell you what. Did
3: you ever see those commercials?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut it right in A half. screen door. And look, it even floats. Oh That's my. the guy sitting on it all stupid like. <laughs> Bill Swift.
3: That's my boy, dude. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Gearman, save us. Number one.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know if this is worthy of a number one but it rating. It better but be
0: because we're dedicating most of this. Sh- well, we're going to dedicate <laughs> a lot of the show to it.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is important to me. Someone who's into, like, the gear part and, and the, the, the you know, equipment and, and all those types of fishing, uh, my number one ranking would be empirical data. And this is real data collected. Not data reported or stories that people have. It's real scientific data as, best as or as close to scientific as, as one could get. And I'm talking, you know, the not the old stories of how musky migrate, but the telemetry studies or the tagging that actually show the movements. Or, you know, not yep. the... I'm sorry.
0: He was agreeing with you.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I said, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, and, and like, the other thing that drives me nuts is when you buy a reel, and, Andy, I know this is a big on your mantra of people say, what gear ratio should I get, you know, 4.6 for 6.6? Well, and then, you know, the telltale speed of a reel is not that gear ratio, but the inches of line taken in return, and I know you guys talked about that. However, I take it beyond that because... I don't even trust that data. I take out line on my own, on all the reels, and I have spreadsheets on them, and I'll do cranks and mark on the line how much line that reel brings in. And sometimes it matches with what they report, and sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, so that real hard data that's collected versus what's reported, what you've heard or stories is what I really value to me now, whether it helps me catch more fish or not i don't know but it helps my virtual fishing when i'm not fishing that keeps me occupied so <laughs> that's my number one
0: okay i got i got some nice. questions for you yeah when when the when it's misadvertised on inches per turn mm-hmm. generally how far is it off
1: well let's use the most popular reels in musky fishing the tranks 500. Like the Tranks five hundred PG is advertised at thirty inches per inches per turn. With my spool maxed out, uh, I get around twenty eight. Oh. And five hundred HG is advertised at forty three inches per turn, I get at around forty. So oh. so they're off three inches, two inches in that range. Uh, and t- Shimano's Shimano's famous, I have a lot of their reels. They always overestimate that and I don't I don't know why, but they're always seem to be off an inch or so.
0: I'm not sure yeah. I'd say famous because I'd never heard
1: that, but I'll... Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say what, famous, what? but for my data that I've collected on my spreadsheets, when I look down Shimano, you'll see a lot of their reels are, are a little bit overstated. What, what, I what can what
3: can throw off that number? Why are you getting 40 and they're advertising 43? Who could throw that off? The
1: fact that they didn't measure right, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the
0: thing with, with yeah. inches per... Ter- go ahead, Todd. It's, it's, it's probably going to come
2: down to the full spool. Correct. But the gear man has said, I mean, you can only fill them so full.
0: Yeah. Does line di- diameter matter? Sometimes. Um, I want I, to go on a limb and say that when they I would think
2: that would be very minimal.
0: When, when they're claiming a certain inches per turn, that is full spool with just the bare minimum off. Whereas if you yeah. were to have, say... 900 feet of line on a Tranks, and you let out 850 it's definitely not yes 40 you know. if they were
2: using if they had planer board line on the reel
0: oh if they had lead core that would
2: yeah that, that yeah. yeah
0: so it's spool diameter but spool diameter does change with how much line is
1: on it well, and i could see too if if they advertise 43 and i got 45 which is a big difference, and I doubt filling the spool, because they tell you recommended max is an eighth of an inch from the edge. Well, I go almost right to that edge. but So if I was a little more, you could say, ah, you have more line than what maybe they measured. When you're under-measuring at full capacity, um, yeah, I'm not sure what discrepancy might be there. And again, I, I'll i do it. I might take out 12 feet and kind of do uh, iterative uh, measurement two or three times, however long it takes me to get to the end. And so... Those three iterations don't vary by much. I mean, a 64th of an inch, not even that. I mean, it's, it's real minis- minimal. But I always yeah. try to capture that last bit of line at the fullest that's full width. Okay. Interesting. Next,
0: next question. Mm-hmm. When you bump a fish, what do you stop at in terms of halves, quarters, eighths, sixteenths?
1: 30 seconds. Aye usually ace my bump boards in quarters so if it's a clear in between i'll give it ace um but i won't go to the 16s because now you're now you're estimating too much for my liking
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness
1: all right well that'll wrap up the power
3: rankings let's get into this this is really interesting stuff and to actually have hard numbers here is Intriguing. I'm going to do a lot of listening and a lot now, of. Vance, have mm-hmm. you been doing this too? Oh, all the time. This is old news to me.
0: I'm sure as he's navigating the fog, he's wondering about mm-hmm. what would yeah. be faster. Mm-hmm. What what sparked this? Okay, a while back, it might have been a week or two or three ago. I brought up that there was a. Well, there's a lot of things that that sparked this. But pretty much the thing that really kicked this off, in my eyes, was there was a post on Muskie First. And it it was the same old, same old, you know, high gear, power gear, best reel for double ten, this and that and whatever. And there was some statements that were saying that a high gear is faster than a power gear and burning a double 10. Well, I didn't have any data, but I had my mind set pretty clear that my line of thinking was true. And my line of thinking was, it doesn't matter what reel you have. Generally speaking, there's going to always be an outlier. um, that. You are going to achieve a person is going to achieve a maximum speed of X on a bait that will that has enough resistance that they cannot max out. I'm going to call it their hand velocity. There's 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 a couple things limiting bait speed when it comes to casting. And a couple of them are the bait itself. You can't work a creeper at 10 miles an hour. It ceases to be a creeper. It's at that point just a piece of wood skimming across the top. So the bait makes a difference. The other thing that makes a difference is your hand speed. If you have a reel that is so incredibly slow, you can only turn your hand so fast before you can't turn it that any faster so at that point that's when a reel with a more inches per turn can remedy that so you're actually limiting you know the terminal velocity of your hand and but under certain situations here they were talking about double tens and there was a the the, the the talk between power gears and high gears and I stated that it doesn't matter which one you choose, the top speed of the bait for the user will be the same. And it immediately went into a it hit the fan. It was so, a big pissing match. Absolutely. There were people I I initially said I'd bet money. Another guy said I'd bet my boat. Then I said I'd bet my house. Oh my because <laughs> the oh my god and but this guy wasn't <laughs> seeing what i was saying and these are very specific circumstances here that people need to fully understand that what steve is primarily going to talk about and I, I might help out a little bit is this is per user if you can view yourself as a power plant your fishing buddy as a power plant myself vance everybody as a power plant, not all lawnmowers have the same amount of power. Some people are better at moving their hands fast. Some people are better at moving their hands slow with a lot of power. So no two people are the same. So to say that one reel... What would you say I am right now
3: looking at my hand speed? I'm going to do a little demonstration.
0: <laughs> I would say that that's probably average. Huh. Jesus. I I don't see a lot of people (laughs) doing the wave motion to me to compare. Do you want to? I just didn't know if I was
3: a lawnmower or a power plant.
0: What? You're not even following this.
3: (laughs) You're you're wrong. I've I've done this already, so that's why that's why me and Todd are remaining silent. Okay, we're out there every day. So
0: the, the the comparison needs to be not what one person can do with a a real Tranks X and another person with Trank's Why? this has to be a comparison against yourself. Because when the guy wagered his boat, and then I wagered my house, <laughs> he was saying, come up here, and you can use, and he, he was mistaken, he thought that I had a power gear, but I actually have a high gear, that we would cast out next to each other, and the first one in, uh, essentially gets a house, a boat, or money. and uh, <laughs> But he was missing the point because it's very convenient to leave facts out on the internet To that it wasn't a race against me versus him. It was a race against yourself because your body can only put out so much power.
3: We could turn this into, like, a really motivational meme thing where it's, like, you looking into the mirror and being, like, it's you versus you, and you're just <laughs> holding a tranks
0: No, I, I would probably have, like, a guy looking <laughs> in the mirror, and on the right shoulder is a high gear, on the left shoulder is a power gear, and then it, at the bottom it says, it's up to you. There you That's and good. And it's extremely deep.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> motivational musky memes, they're
0: coming out. That's right. So, anyways, so getting back to it was... This is a measurement against oneself and that if you're looking strictly for the top speed and I use the word terminal velocity of the bait, if you have a bait of so much resistance that you cannot turn the reel handle any faster, that is the bait having a terminal velocity as compared to yourself. Um, So... I don't know if I covered everything good enough, Steve. Did I lead into this correctly?
1: Well, yeah. You led into the portion that generated the uh, interest with your fight with half of the forum and betting uh, a lot of your assets. Okay, you you want to know? Correct.
0: There were people that would hop on and be like, my money's going on this other guy. And I'm like, really?
1: I'm the underdog and I'm right? Oh, my God. But go ahead. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So me, okay, I'm, as you guys know, I get anal with numbers, and and, and I have well kind of educated. a research background, I guess. So when Andy discussed this with me, I thought, well, I have a PG, and I have an HG. So I did a, kind of a literature search on the Internet to see if anybody else has ever gathered empirical data outside of stories that say, hey, my buddy and I threw our cast out, and I beat him. That's kind of what everybody was justifying the rationale behind. There wasn't anything more than just, you know, anecdotal stories that individuals were proving their points with. So again, I couldn't find anything that uh, supported, you know, one hypothesis versus another. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to do the test myself. So I took my PG, took my HG, both filled them up with the exact same line all the way to the rim, uh, edge of the spool. I strung out a tape measure in my yard i strung out these two lines to 107 feet because i took the feet away that would be uh, encompassed into the rod itself so you're not physically winding that in and then i marked off 25 feet 50 feet 75 and 100 both of them same distance then i have two of the same rods of course so i put each rod on each reel, or each reel on uh, each rod then i tie i have the exact uh, same leaders that i had hand tied so i used those two and then i used the same lure okay so my first round of data i had uh again the pg tranks 500 pg and the tranks 500 hg with a power handle i had that uh, V shimano power handle on each one of them i had a stopwatch around my neck again and i was using what i would consider a standard bucktail it was a lighter bucktail um, you know, I just grabbed a uh, bright one that I could see so it's coming in, and I didn't start jamming my, you know, rod tip every time. So I had it coming in so I could know when to stop. And I did five casts with the one, five casts with the other. And, again, I'd start the stopwatch, cast, crank it in. Now, what, what was happening, too, is I went to 100 because 100 made the math a little easier. Not that with spreadsheets any, you know, any other distance would work. But I found I couldn't even cast to 100. So with, with this a double kill, ten. ten. Yeah, Steve just, had
0: it, it, trouble casting a hundred feet with a double 10.
2: And Steve can cast. He casts further with his stuff than most people that I took out. We'll put it that way.
1: Okay. So, and, and again, it was this the scenario where you'd, you'd crank it out there. And I set all my brakes on zero. It's always kind of summing, So there's really not mm-hmm. an artificial braking that's slowing it down. It's more of the the aerodynamic uh, resistance that the skirt and blade seemed to have. And it just, you know, I might've got the 95 at the best, but there was no, no hundred ever reached that day. So then I just used 75 since I had a Mark 75 as my distance point. So I'd kind of crank it into 75, hurry up, stop, uh, start the stopwatch, crank it as fast as I could, stop it, write it down. I did five with one, five with the other, then five with one, uh, you know, back to the first one and five with the other. So I did 10 cast each. I tried to distribute the fatigue because you know when you do these kind of any type of research if you're looking for data you want to limit the variables to one as best you can control variable and in this case that was the interest return on the PG versus the interest return on the HG and then the unknown variable that I couldn't control was my physical uh, fatigue so again by distributing the test I thought I can kind of negate that somewhat So with those tests, I think Andy talked about those results on the podcast last
0: week. I didn't disclose which one was which.
1: No, but I was just dissatisfied with the range of numbers. And I also wanted to, in discussions with Andy, after I gave him the data, he said, well, do the standard handles because that's what people buy.
0: There there was an aha moment when when Steve was like, these have power handles. And (laughs) I went, aha, That changes things, and he had
1: to redo it. Yeah, so it was inconclusive and unsatisfactory data. (laughs) So all that was thrown out.
0: Well, not necessarily, because it was still interesting, but there was a bigger factor that you found out redoing the test that was very important in the test itself.
1: And what I should say with the first bucktail I used, another issue I had, was blowout. It was a lighter bucktail. The blades had a lot of lift to it. So you're cranking in fast, but you're trying to temper it because any time it's busting the surface, you're reducing the resistance. It's skating across the surface, and now you're getting faster times. So there's almost a restraint, per se, to to get these in and not void the test through bad data because it's skipping across the top. So the second time I went to test it, I put the standard handles on, and I got a heavier bucktail. And online there was a, there was a uh, I guess a post. What's your favorite bucktail to burn? And a lot of people named this bucktail. Well, I happen to have one. And now I can see why it's a heavier bucktail. It kind of stays lower in the water column, doesn't have to lift, so you, you can get it faster, and it's not blowing out. And what I also noticed with it being heavier, I could get 100 feet on some of my casts, but it just wasn't consistent enough to make that my my baseline. So I stuck with the 75. And my first set of tests I did with one reel, and I'm cranking it in, and it's just, I feel like I'm cranking, and this thing's just coming in slow, and I couldn't understand it. My time was like two or three seconds slower than my previous test. Now, again, they were all consistent with each other, but just real slow. And I just, I thought, man, I must be tired or something. So I went to the other reel, cast that, and that reel was significantly faster than the last test.
0: By like four to five seconds faster. Yes.
1: So I said, no, this isn't right. Something's not wrong right here. But then I realized after I used my reels every time I, I pulled the drags all the way up. Well, this time, one of the drags, I consciously tightened it down just because I thought about it, but I didn't do it with the other reel. So there was slippage on the first reel that there was enough grip on the drag that it wasn't like a freeze spool, but enough slippage that it really slowed me down. So after I did the Five tests with the one at a faster speed, I cranked the drag down on the other, and those were much more comparable. So I'm, I'm also suspecting that my first test also had some drag slippage on both of those because of the, the difference of tests. Because uh, I can't believe a bucktail, even a heavier one with uh, less lift, would have that kind of difference. So
0: Now, I will say this. <clears throat> on the second test, he had a timekeeper. That's
1: important. Yes. Yeah, I brought my father into the mix. Now, he's from a research background, too. But we both have our PhDs, so we're both anal as can be. So I knew getting him would be the best timekeeper I would have because there would be times when I'd say go because i cast it out, crank it to the 75 feet, and as soon as I hit that, I'd say go, crank till I my arm fell off, and when the leader was right at the tip, I'd say stop. Well, anytime he felt like he was, you know, split second too late on the stopwatch, we voided the test and recast. So,
2: <laughs> <clears throat> my gosh! You so I knew I had the man, the
1: right guy on the job, because he's as anal as I am, and I'd get at least the variability of trying to reach a stopwatch, uh, you know, fumbling with it. Try to eliminate that because I had, I had someone dedicated to that. <laughs>
0: I would so, say that that's a smart move. I
1: mean, I, I love this, but I know Vance and I would, would
2: be like, "Did you get one?" Yeah, <laughs>
0: did you get one? Yeah,
2: did you catch one? How <laughs> big? So okay, so th- just to, to finalize <laughs> the test, I
1: guess I know everybody's bored and probably sleeping right now, but no, I did the standard really handles, ten, you know, five, 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 five. Out of the box came, handles. Out of the box, the old, the white uh, grip handles. Then I put back the power handles. Uh, I did five, 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 five again, so I did uh, you know the, the forty casts, ten each with,
0: with some junk cast in the mix
1: junk cast uh, you know, if I blew out the bait it didn 't count, so in the end, I probably did sixty casts, and I got to say how fast I was cranking these things, I was done i didn 't want to cast anymore. I was sweating like a horse, my forearm was cramping, so it 's really not. Uh, speed any individual is going to do for long term because I don't think even Lou Ferrigno couldn't keep up that kind of pace just because of you know the the, the amount of uh, grip and, and force you're putting on the handle. And it was you know my forearms and tricep the whole time is, is you know starts cramping and twitching. So, okay, so again, these might not be the most realistic numbers, but this is maximum top speed if someone wants to just crank as fast as they can. And again, some people are gonna have higher numbers than me because. I'm not the strongest guy on earth. I mean, advance would probably double these, but you know. So but the, it's, the, it's cons- let's,
0: consistent let's, with me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick recap on this. So we have Gearman who is testing a double 10 that with two reels, the very popular power gear tranks, the high gear tranks, absolute as fast as you can do it. My theory was that it should be the same because if if you're a person and you can only put out so much power effort whatever grammar police if i'm using the wrong thing for the physics equation you get the idea
2: i that, see where you're going here yeah
0: so when you compare two reels even though they are you know 33% difference in speed that my theory was that the person is going to dictate the top speed regardless of the reel. So he had a timekeeper. He had everything laid out. We, we, we laid all the brickwork there. So now, And I will
1: say one more thing. Say one more Psychologically, thing. Psychologically, I told my dad, do not tell me any of the numbers. Because I didn't want to have him start reading me numbers and knowing where I'm at.
0: Because so it's, a, it's a blind study.
1: Yeah, You know, because I'm not trying to achieve an agenda, because me, I can care less if it came out one way or another that, that supported or...
0: I have my uh, house you know, on the line. ...and all
1: hypotheses, it didn't matter to me. So, But I wanted to eliminate that factor of it, too, the psychological, let me try to steer this one way or another. So I didn't even know the numbers. I didn't even know what the results were until I got home and put them all in a spreadsheet.
0: You should have taken a nail and scratched out HG and PG. Ooh. And it has to be a nail.
1: So I don't even know it real.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I could tell pretty quick. <laughs> well, that's why I, I would cut the nerves in your arms so you can't feel it. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: All right, so you're ready for the results, which kind of surprised me a little bit. I think uh, this is great.
0: I don't know what he's point.
1: talking about. Should we end it here?
3: No. This, um, so you had, to, you had to do this
0: three times? He did two separate tests. Two separate, okay. The second yeah. test,
1: he did it The with. second
3: test with the power handles, and that's when you realized your your drags weren't
1: buried. Well, I did the first test... Okay, the, the first time I did the test, I, I didn't know about my drags at all. They, they kind of felt like I was bringing them in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the times weren't different from each other, and I was using a lighter bucktail. The second time... And again, I was thumbing my own uh, stopwatch, which I, I don't think would add too much, but the second time to eliminate the air in timekeeping, to eliminate the, the high lift, I used a heavier bucktail, and then I discovered on the first set of five, when I went to the second set, because I know I locked the drag down, that there was slippage on the first reel. So when I locked that down, I was getting times that were really consistent with each other within a, a tight range, and when I looked at the data from the last one, it wasn't as tight, and I, I'm suspecting there was a lot more slippage there, so... And I, I didn't check the drags then. I, you know, okay. So, okay. so I'm surmising that the date on the first one was so, uh, compromised somewhat because of a, a few extra variables that uh, one control.
0: Okay, so first test, I talked about it, forget about it. Second test is where it's at. Let's hear it. Yes.
1: Let's hear the numbers. All right, so again, I did the 500 PG, average top speed for all 10 tests, was 5.44 miles per hour. Wow. All right, now that's the PG. The HD, 10 tests, the average high speed that I can get that bucktail was 5.45 miles per hour.
0: What did that equate to the average time?
1: Average time (laughs) each? Yeah. Because On uh, a... 75 feet, I was able to bring the PG Bucktail in 9.394 seconds, and the HG was 9.386 seconds, so about eight one-thousandths off. Okay. Which is insanely close. I, you know, I couldn't get yeah. this close <laughs> if <laughs> I truck. Yeah, yeah.
0: So even though one would say, Andy, you no longer live in your house, Another person would say, it's freaking the same speed. It's the same. Because Th- it
3: comes down to the human factor.
0: Literally, if you farted when you were doing this, it would change how quick it comes in.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in this case, again, this is extremely close data. The range within itself is very tight, standard deviation is tight, so it's not a lot of. Uh,
0: yeah, what was Variations
1: the? in it. But, it, you know, you're talking uh, one one-hundredth of a mile per hour. I mean, it's almost, it's, it's almost rounding error at that point, you know.
3: Okay. So well, was the bucktail fishable at that speed?
1: You could fish it. It wasn't blowing out. Again, I, I used a heavier bucktail with not a lot of lips. Okay. So I'd, crank, I'd cast it out. I'd slowly crank to 75, and I'd burn that sucker in. And it never uh, really broke the top till the end of the cast okay mm-hmm. now the other bucktail i was using with a lot of lift forget it mm-hmm. you, you know I, even at the, no, you the four and a half whatever those speed. were it's blowing out like crazy so i even kind of slowed them down so even with the slipping of the drag and everything i still couldn't keep that bucktail down all right so to try to max out my muscles versus trying to temper them to adjust to the bucktail which kind of again you're now adding a variable that's not being controlled it's limiting what you can do i had to go to a heavier bucktail with a little uh Plays that didn't have quite the lift. Okay.
0: Now, You're Steve sent me a video of him doing this, okay? <laughs> and I, this is something that, that should be noted. I was shocked that he was in the middle five-mile-per-hour range casting. I am. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If you watch the video, this is not how people fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, this no is, way. This is a man trying to reel as absolutely fast as he can. Mm-hmm. Now something yeah. that I did notice is that even with that bucktail that he had the rod tip was practically it, it was it wasn't in the water it was very close to it it was pointing down that mm-hmm. is not a comfortable way to reel bucktails the way to reel bucktails no bend in the rod line straight out only thing messing with it is the it's the spool straight shooting to the bait mm-hmm. so even that was borderline fishable because that's not how you would actually reel this bucktail in.
1: No, and, it, well, and I had to keep the rod tip low because if I did have it higher because I was sitting on a retaining wall, it, it would have blown out. So keeping it low allowed that lower lift bucktail to stay underneath. So, again, but it was it was like an all-out 100-meter dash, forearm. And, my forearm and, and tricep were cramped after every cast. I mean, it took to do these 40 casts over two hours because of the fact that I had to rest my arm almost after every cast because if I tried to do back-to-backs, that second cast was considerably slower because of the cramping. So this is, again, absolute max. No way this is comfortable to any individual. However, you know, this is like that, what's the absolute uh, max speed I can get in one fail sprint, and then I'm never going to run again kind of deal. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So the other bucktail could barely hold middle fours. This one could held on middle fives. I know that you didn't get a chance to do this. Guessing off those numbers, what do you think the average guy casting that bait for any length of time
1: would would, would be? For you. Don't speak for someone else. For you. For me, am I trying to, to quote-unquote burn it over the duration of a day, or am I just trying to fish it like I probably would?
0: I hand you that bait and say, you're going to have this bait on for 40 minutes or I'm going to shoot you.
1: All right, I'm comfortable speed. I'd say 2.8 to 3 maybe. Um, and, and also, that you know, that also is contingent a little bit on which reel I am using because for me, I find winding the PG at a faster rate, which was what was occurring, versus fighting the resistance of the HG more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so mm-hmm. I do a slower pace with the PG and because that comfort level and it, I'm not trying to, to be a comparative max, it would probably be slightly slower than the HG because that, that comfort level is there, so that that's going to be my estimate and I'll do this test, I know you asked the so next time I got the lake, I'll just do what I feel is a comfortable speed for me time it and then uh, let you know but that would be my estimate in that range
0: even I, I I was, I'm shocked at that because I was taking the stance Two miles an hour would be tough. That's what I figured, too. Round two.
1: <laughs> so see.
0: That, that, that. Now,
1: what I will say, okay, so in this part, this kind of leads its way into the second part of the test, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, with my statement, I, I fished those reels with the power handles. Mm-hmm. So after these ten, those, those those stock handles came off and went back to the power handles. So my level of comfort fishing at that speed is with the power handles. Okay, and there there is somewhat of a notable difference, particularly in the HG, with the power handle. So when I redid the other 10 casts, you know, you gave data before that had a a, a variation of uh, almost two tenths of a mile per hour in the favor of the HG. When I did these tests again with the power handles, uh, the PG came out at 5.53 miles per hour, so not much faster than with the standard. But it was Over the faster. H- I'm sorry?
0: It was faster by a hair,
1: on yeah, average, yeah, like uh, nine nine hundredths of a mile per hour, um, and the HG was five point eight eight miles per hour. So almost uh, four tenths faster so, with the power handle.
0: Now, so the explanation there is with the PG, he, you were able to achieve. <coughs> your hand velocity maxed out you could not it was it significantly easier to turn the handle
1: well no and in the sense is with fpg all the resistance um is in the gear so the only resistance my arm is physically feeling between the two was how fast i'm turning it so you know there might have been a little bit of lack of resistance that allowed for that slight increase in speed but I just capped out I, I just couldn't physically spin it any faster i mean if it was almost a freeze spool with nothing on the end i'm almost at that limit i just couldn't do it because you are because of that motion with not much resistance you just can't do much faster now the mechanical advantage that the longer arm gave you with the hg you know you're giving it a larger moment arm, more leverage because with a limiting factor with the HG on the standard hander is the resistance. You're not winding it fast, but you're powering through the uh, hydrodynamic resistance of the lure coming through the water, translating through into your arms. So now the physical mechanism is fighting the resistance. And so when you add that leverage arm, that resistance is diminished because again, you have a longer moment arm, I'm not going to get physics, but however I'm able to go a little faster with it, which picks up the speed. Now, granted, with that speed again, I was on the verge of blowing it out on almost every cast. And it was kind of bulging in, and I had to keep that rod tip really low to make sure it didn't. But it's just either way, even with the power handle, that's not a sustainable pace by any level.
0: Okay.
3: Unless you're juicing.
0: Unless you're juicing. Okay. (laughs) So what,
1: what are we talking
0: about here? So we have standard handles, more or less the same in human terms, same speed. Even with the maximum spread of what would you say like 0.4 miles an hour for what, the HG For the HG with the power handle compared to the stock handles right what was what was the time difference?
1: The uh, HG with the stock was nine like I said 9.836 with the HG uh, power handle 8.7. So you're looking a little over half a second.
0: Half a second in ten seconds, roughly
1: nine. S- yeah, over seventy-five feet. Right. Yeah,
0: over seventy-five feet. That bait. You're going to get it in in one half of a second faster. Does that seem like a lot to you, Vance? Half a second faster in seventy-five feet. A bait. No. Todd, does that seem faster? I, no. I mean, obviously it is faster, but. Do you think a muskie cares that half a second? No. Probably
1: not. No, I, 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 I'm going to say no. Now, I, and the funny I mean, thing, too, just, just, I will just, say, you know, when I'm cranking these in, even though I'm burning my arm out and this buck coming in, it just didn't seem like it was flying. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it just – and you've seen muskie with closing speed. Mm-hmm. Even when guys say, I'm burning five miles an hour, if you can sustain that, that's still not quite burning it. I mean, these things have burst speeds of 25 or plus miles per hour, whatever the uh, the research yeah. shows. So, you know, closing in on a five-mile-an-hour lure, that's still a slow-moving lunch, you know. I,
0: I guess I, I would probably equate that to a child crawling and an adult walking. The child being your bait and the adult walking being the musty, even if the baby's crawling as fast as it can, mm-hmm. an adult walking could just reach down, snag it before it falls down the steps.
1: Well, I even say adult running. I think there's that much difference between the two.
0: I didn't want to go yeah. too much, but yeah, yeah, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so to me, I felt like I walked away with a W. I also what did what. Did,
3: wh- what do you? Uh, what do you think you proved?
0: Me, or are you talking to Steve? Steve,
3: what? 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 What did you? watch? Well, and here's with? the
1: thing. And I told Andy, I'm, I'm actually going to do more reels. Okay, I'm almost going to uh, compile a consortium of of reels in their speeds. Now, I guess, and the reason this was generated was was through Andy's curiosity. But what it's morphed into for me is almost. I don't want to seem sick of, um, but you know these goofy answers on the or questions on these forums. What reel should I use to burn a bucktail? And you get 150 different answers, and it drives me nuts because they're all contingent on someone's story, what they like. This is the absolute, and these guys throw out these recommendations without what I feel is uh, supporting evidence. So what I'm I'm kind of looking to do is just take a, a wide breadth of reels. And I got about 10 reels lined up that are pretty popular. And I'm going to repeat these tests and I'm going to have data. Oh, you want to know what the fastest one is? Here's data that I ran with my controlled uh, uh, variables. So there, your answer is from an independent, unobjective, I'm not sponsoring anything standpoint, this mm-hmm. one, you're looking for speed. I mean, it, you know, it, and it, cause the, the question is extremely silly to me. So, uh, you know, Totally subjective, but it shows up all oh, constantly. I mean, it's just you can't scroll through a page without seeing something to that effect. So I guess you know, in my uh, uh, nerdy ways, I'm just going to provide data that hopefully shuts these <laughs> threads down. <laughs> Maybe they'll go away. I don't know, but you know. So I don't know what I proved. I'm not really sure. Uh, but that's kind of my my. Uh, long-term goal for myself just to see what the data is for these. Awesome. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so like I was was saying, I feel I walked away with a W, but I also feel I stand corrected in in a couple aspects of this, one being what a human can do top speed. I know I think I was on the podcast saying I don't think – I forget what it was now, three, maybe four. I forget the exact mile an hour. I didn't think that was possible, but I also –
2: yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's much, po- I very guess. much surprises me. Also.
0: Yeah.
3: So it's like possible the, if you're you
2: achieved that
3: it's, five. Yeah, it's possible to achieve that going balls to the wall.
0: It's not. I'm gonna say for the vast majority of muskie fishermen out there, <laughs> it is not something you can do more than maybe you name it x amount of casts. It's not gonna be 50 casts in a row. No, it's probably going to be maybe a half a dozen, and you're done.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not—I'm not lying here. You. you know, I'm not the most in shape guy. I'm not morbidly obese. Okay. So after doing these forty casts, I was literally soaked. But granted, this was over the heat wave, so it's eighty-five degrees out. But, and my forearm and tricep were like twitching while I was sleeping at night because it was like a, a extreme fitness type of test.
3: It's amazing.
1: So, just—it's not—it's not. Yeah you know, sustainable. I mean, Andy can yeah. show you the video. Yeah. You'll see yeah. it's just not. It's yeah. the
0: extreme limits of what your capabilities are. I think it's great that you pick time to do that.
3: You know, well, I'm not efficient.
1: So what else do I have to do? <laughs> well,
3: you know, I, I, I just think that that's in your, in your free time. You, you did that. There's hard numbers out there right now. It was a realistic test and you're still going to have deniers.
1: So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it, you know, and another thing, it'd probably be different if I had, like, a lead weight or, you know, the resistance of a lure. So, again, mm-hmm. it's the specific bucktail I had. Like, the other bucktail, no way I, I could even get close to five now that I know what five is. So, yeah. you know, even altering kind of the bucktail, going to a heavier one with a lower lift to even achieve this. So, the, you know, Andy talks about the terminal velocity of the human being. Well, you can only reach that is if you don't reach the terminal velocity you're working of the lure. So again, you know, I could have done the test with the other lure with the timekeeper and eliminated those variables and probably wouldn't have got over four and a half because the lure had been skimming across the surface. Mm -hmm. So there's other settlements too.
0: There might be some bucktails out there, and I'm just going to pick on the double ten because that's just the standard what everyone goes off of, that might not do three and a half miles an hour. There are some out there that might still hold true, six miles an hour. But the ones that... Um, that go slower, that top out slower before they blow out, tend to have more resistance (laughs) because everything's flared out. It's a bigger parachute. I'm sure everyone has seen those those spinner baits, maybe not double 10, that the blade is literally just spinning around the shaft, just really dumb-like. It's just like, oh, it just looks like a thick piece of wire. The blade is just as tight as can be right around there. It's not putting out not that much vibration, not that much resistance, but you can bring it in zinging really fast. You get some bucktails that really parachute out and open and they're just, this is their speed. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. So, but it was interesting that there was a, I mean, it was big. It was like 25% difference in speed between the two bucktails. Mm-hmm between you know i'm not going to name the brands that they were but so yeah i'm going to go on record i stand corrected on speed and i feel i was right at least in, in in terms of the standard handle because when he told me that he did power handles i've like not many people some people do most people don't put a power handle on a tranks and that i've
1: never done that to my reels so Well I'll tell you right now, the power handle on the H G is like a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> it really is.
3: Are you keeping it that way?
1: Yeah, I love the power handles. I mean that, you know, that four hundred tracks with the power handle, I think it's the ideal reel, and I'd take that over the five hundred with the standard because it just is a nicer reel. But you put that power handle on the five hundred H G it's it's pretty pretty smooth.
0: Okay. How many tranks do you have
1: just four
0: do you hear that just <laughs> I was counting I was counting give us give us the lineup because I have to know
1: uh two five hundred h g s one five hundred p g and then a four hundred h g
0: does your wife know how much you have wrapped up in this stuff
1: <laughs> um hmm. <laughs> You know, I didn't give her a, quite an update lately, but uh, <laughs> she does have a lot. Let's put it that way. And I will say, though, again, part of being a, a, a gear whore like I am, mm-hmm. I, I, I search for deals obsessively. So I paid for all five of those together. Five? Less, or four of those together, sorry. Uh, oh, four wow. of those together less than what two 500 tranks would retail for. So
0: I bought my tranks less. used.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Three of mine were new, and one was used. But yeah,
0: you you, you found a screaming deal. I I if memory serves me. Before you went to Saint Clair, you stopped somewhere, and they were on yeah. sale. I think you picked one up, and on the way back, you picked another up.
1: Yeah, because they had two, <laughs> and they were they were almost two hundred a piece. Okay, brand new. So I I took a picture of one. It's handy. You you want one? Great deal. He said, "I have one. Why do I need two reels?" So I I, I bought the one. And so I go fishing, and I'm sitting there thinking, the whole time my mind is like, man, why didn't I get the second one? You can't beat that deal, even if I were to resell it. (laughs) So I went back, and it was even marked down even more. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say, hey,
0: I'd like to return this reel?
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, I just uh, cut my losses and ran. I mean, I I can't believe it was still there. Somebody probably got fired for how they marked that. Nice. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) Vance, Todd, do you have any questions about the test? No, oh, we
3: already knew everything. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't know anything. Yeah, because Vance that. ran this test no, a crazy. week before
0: you did.
2: That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I I just look at it. What I try, I've, tr- I've tried to do in the past. You get down there, and I have all these new baits for the season. I can go down to some dock before I can even get the boat on the water, or some open water, and I can throw a, uh, you know, any any crank made by anybody. I, can, I feel like I could crank that thing as fast as I could. And I was like, okay, it's tuned. But if I go out there and I'm running a boat at four and a half miles an hour, when I go trolling and I give it that big sweep forward, I got it close. But I could not, they weren't perfect.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, and I, I, I and I haven't done the test with crankbaits, but I think there's no way I can get a crankbait near Three and a half. Just with the yeah. resistance of some of those, I yeah. just don't think you know. That's just that's there's just way too much resistance. Yeah.
2: Now, so I'm I'm thinking trolling crankbaits. I'm not looking for all that speed while I'm casting. I'm just trying to work the bait. But I can't. Yeah. As Andy said too. I mean I can't believe you were getting those speeds out of those uh, bucktails. Although I know
1: it wouldn't be. A, Sustainable speed. No, and I, like I said, uh, if, if I ever uh, fish with you guys again, I'll be willing to recreate the test so you can have an <laughs> eyewitness. <laughs> you could run the stop clock if you like. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and the reality is, anybody can do this because again, if, if anyone of yeah. you guys ran the same test, you're going to get different speeds, but it's going to be consistent with yourself. You know. Yes. And again, you have to get a lure that that allows you to max out your physical ability and doesn't stop operating as designed. I mean that's another thing because we keep blowing it out. Yes, blowing you know, up. That's, blow out. that's the
2: thing. Everything, everything I've ever used to blow out when I tried to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna and let the cat, one. That's cool.
0: I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. Steve told me that he's coming up very soon. We're gonna go in the middle of Edinburgh Lake, and we're gonna recreate this with a plow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <no. laughs>
1: I don't think I'll be able to catch the thing fifty feet.
0: I'm gonna use the trolling motor. We're gonna set it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Long pull line forward, it. <laughs> And then Yeah, only we're gonna yeah, we're gonna put out two hundred and fifty feet and he's gonna crank it.
1: Yeah. And I hope the next stop's the hospital for uh, reconstructive <laughs> surgery on my triceps. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's it's great. I mean I I, I learned a lot and uh, Steve was more than willing and super excited to to carry out the test. It's awesome, man. Awesome. So, I guess we'll we'll give some updates as things happen, um, because it's going to be interesting to see if it transcends through different reels. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this one up right here. Uh, big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, FatAZMusky.com, Facebook, Instagram, Boshad, Boss bashad.com BossShad.com, Mark's Bait Tackling Ammo, Musky Tackle Online. Also, Team Rhino Outdoors uh, for the AZ Baits. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MC Fishing mcfishingguides.com on Facebook. Also shares our Instagram account, St. Croix Rods. And come see us, Booth 618 Chicago Muskie Show. We're penciled in. <laughs> I will get more detailed, but as of right now, I find it funny to say Booth 618 because nobody's going to know what that is. I know. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Good luck fishing.